On this episode of Diet Starts Monday, we wrap up the season with a little walk down memory lane and reflect on some of the inspirational messages from our guests. So enjoy. It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget... Diet starts one day. That is the sound that I am feeling most strongly right now, um, because y'all, this is this is climatic. We're back. We're all here, all three of us, for real, for real, um, to treat you. And this is going to be a finale. The finale of our second installment of Diet Starts Monday. How's everyone feeling? I'm feeling good. This, uh, the day that we're recording this, I guess, which I shouldn't give away, but, you know, whatever, um, is a Wednesday, and it's not Wednesdaying too hard, so, you know. Things are good. It's a solid hump day. It is a hump day in the most positive form of humping. Oh, negative forms. Yay. <laughs> uh, the forms that I associate with the typical Wednesday. Yeah. Oh. I'm also not a fan of camels. <laughs> Spitting. Yeah. But yes, what about um, you? we're like mine's good. Um, I you know I I, I worked a little bit. Got some things done. Went to the gym, um, trying to be fit. The yesterday, the the gym. So I call it the gym. Oh, that's um, like very close to gyne, as in like as in gynecologist. I like, but I don't think you, you have. You're a right. There. Um, <laughs> no, to the to the gym, um, and that's good because yesterday I ate an entire like pint or whatever serving a Ben and Jerry's comes in. Um, <laughs> it was good. Don't worry, thing. y'all. I wasn't sad. I was just watching a movie and I had it in my hand and it was like, oh, you're gone. What flavor was it? <laughs> it was one of the ones with the core. You know how they do that where it's like two flavors kind of swirled and then there's like a cookie-ish type core that you get bits of. So it was yeah. a very solid. Um, I think there was a cookies and cream aspect, something more chocolatey and then like a fudgy center. I don't know the it's name. It's acceptable. If you said something disgusting, this like Cherry Garcia or something, I would have judged you, but... Girl, no, no, no. Question no, real quick. Favorite mm-hmm. Ben and Jerry's flavors, go. Um, the one that's about, like, a monkey, because I love banana flavor things. Oh, interesting. Okay, Maya. I don't think I have a favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor, because I don't eat Ben and Jerry's like that. The one that's like mm. double chocolate something of another is really good. I don't even know if that's real or Ben and Jerry's, but anything Agreed. chocolate I eat. Oz, do you have a fave.gov? Yeah, I'm a half-baked gal. But anywho, we're off track. <laughs> half-baked is good. Um, the only other context for last night in that ice cream was that I watched the the Spider-Man Homecoming for the first oh, time. cute movie. Um, what? Which was so cute. Um, and I didn't realize that like there was actually going to be a homecoming dance. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but it was cute. And I was like, oh, I should probably see this since I'm definitely going to see Endgame at some point. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen several of the Marvel other movies yet. So I should get caught up. Um, so that was that's like my week, you know. We're out here. Maya, what's your week? What's going on? Um, I don't know. My week is like my whole life is just consumed by work at this point. Because it's essentially summer, so. Um, I'm seeing Endgame tomorrow, which is really exciting. It's almost Easter for my Orthodox peeps, so that's exciting. Uh, Game of Thrones, 88 minutes on Sunday. I'm having a, an illegal watch party in my office for that, so don't tell anyone. By the time this comes out, it'll already have happened, so it's fine. Um, sorry, Jerry. And... That's like pretty much it. I went to the doctor today for the first time in two years and I'm not dead, but I am allergic to my dog. So yes. that is on brand. No. 
Oh, Howie, but Come Howie on. loves you anyway. Um, yeah, speaking of the Game of Thrones, right now as we're recording this, like, I feel like we're going to be in a very different place by the time this is released. I just, I, everybody out there, I feel like somebody's going to die. There's going to be And I'm stressed. Deaths. But that's, I guess, because it's about to be the big fight one, y'all, if you all are hip. Um, they're about to fight the literal White Walkers and the Night King. So I guess next time you hear King. from us, I'm we gonna, might let be Let me speak sad. into the existence now. The Night King's not coming to Winterfell. He's going to fly straight to King's Landing. He's skipping He's... over this part. There's no need for him to be there. That is my truth at this moment. But if we're not going to dive into this because we said we were going to be good about being succinct. You're right. You're right. You're right. So right. let's get to the real happening of the world, not just our predictions of the happenings of the fake world. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, um, I'm just like, let's just go down. So music news. Yeah, there is. Um, Coachella happened or is happening. It just, just it's done, right? It fucking is forever. (laughs) When did it start? When did it end? I just saw basics there for like an entire two weeks. It's two weekends. So it was this past weekend and the weekend before that. Um, Ariana Grande headlined as the youngest woman to ever do so, which is cool. Um, to be honest, like, didn't see any clips. I'm sure it was great. Um, but I think that was probably the whole entirety of Coachella news for me was overshadowed just by the fact that Beyonce released her Beachella homecoming Netflix special, which took us back to where we were a year ago being blessed by her homecoming mm-hmm. performance, which all of us, I think, watched some iteration of either live or, like, after the fact um, anyway. But... Now you can watch it whenever the fuck you want, um, which is exciting. So I'm assuming everyone here rewatched and got their whole life. Uh, Many twice. times. Maybe yep. more. Yeah. If, um, if I had more time to watch, then I would watch more. But I've just been listening on repeat because I am rarely in front of a screen that I can use for uh, pleasure. We have it playing at yeah. work in the background mm. every day. The Homecoming Live no, album. The, video, yes. the Netflix special. The whole video. Amazing. Yeah, I watched the special um, at a bar where they just like streamed it on the day that it was released and they had like $1 rail drinks. Um, so you can only imagine that it was wonderful. It was like, I felt like I was at the concert. Because um, we were all wow. just, it was very, there's a lot of camaraderie in that room. Um, everyone was excited to be there. Did you so that was, with her? I performed from the comfort of my little stool. <laughs> um, it was great and she also treated us so there's the whole like live homecoming album um which is just a treat because like the arrangements the horns it is really truly a, a special thing if you haven't gotten to see and you haven't been able to see beyonce like perform live in person first of all this is like a so nice second best thing yes that too <laughs> um but like it's truly different than, you know, of course, like her production on all her albums is amazing, but then hearing the live vocals, like all the instrumentation and some of like the spiced up horns and all the stuff with the vibe of that like homecoming theme just takes it all away. Like, that's so real. My two biggest yes. takeaways, my three biggest takeaways beyond the like amazingness that it was is that one, um, the editing is so good. In that freaking documentary, like the way that they just blended the two weekends, yeah. like there was this one moment where I think they're doing um, back that ass up, and like when the beat hits, it changes from one outfit to another. So someone who like does video yep. editing, I appreciated whoever's job that was. Like I get why it took them a year to put that together. And my second thing is, um, after learning that Beyonce was. 218 pounds the day she gave birth and then just watching her progressively get smaller through her rehearsals when she had them shook titties and like when they were like 200 days away and by the time they were like 30 days away she was like (laughs) skinniest I've ever like not skinniest I've ever seen her but she looked amazing so I appreciate her journey and her sharing it and being upfront about it yeah and casually exercising 15 hours a day yeah you know <gasps> we all do what we Damn. can <laughs> yeah um if the only i guess really beyonce has just been like giving everybody all the gifts um and then if for whatever reason you like haven't heard lemonade by now um because you were just like yo 
way behind this, in life. This is not streamable. Um, first of all, get yourself together. Second of all, you can, if you're like that person, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the things now for streaming purposes and not just for like purchase. Um, so now you have no excuse. It's great. Go listen to it. Pause this. Listen to it. Come back. Um, anyway, like Beyonce really Honestly, dominated my life this week. Sponsored by Beyonce. We could only. <laughs> we could be, girl. True. In non-Beyonce related news, America's still terrible. So in less important That's just news. A recurring theme. Take us there, Maya. Tell us why. Um, I think we talked about. Ooh, let me not cover my mouth. That was a mistake. Um, I think we talked about Mueller last time because the report was out then too, right? So like. But I think not like the full. The report got tea, released though, like, to the, the others, whole... but now it got released to us as like humans. So I have a downloaded copy of it. I read the first five pages and was very confused. So I was like, I'll just save this for another day. But basically, it just says a lot of things that are like. Trump was essentially too dumb to understand that he was colluding more or less and that everyone around him was doing the collusion for him and telling each other not to tell him what was going on, which sucks because if that's true, then he really didn't know what was going on. But still, his kids and his closest homies did, so everyone should go to prison. But no one is willing to impeach him because they're like, we can just impeach him by the ballot. But I'm like, what if you lose 20 people running on the Democratic ticket? And the other part of it is, he, in his efforts to obstruct justice, the people in his administration who know that the things he was asking them to do were like illegal and could be seen as that were just Quitting. like, uh, sure. And then just like didn't do what yeah. he said or quit. Um, so basically, although he made a valiant effort to obstruct justice, uh, all the people around him just kind of ignored what he was telling them to do, um, which benefited him. Uh, and then wow. he was like mad at all those people. Um, I've, I've tried to like trying to get an understanding of it by a couple other podcasts. I think the daily did like a couple different, like short brief breakdowns. If you're looking for something. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's like, Rachel you know, Maddow plenty of stuff out there, but I enjoy listening She's to things. She's my favorite. Yeah. So basically they tried to break the law and were too stupid to pull They, like, off. broke the law um, too stupid so, to realize they were breaking the law and then didn't tell the stupidest person in the room what was going on, more or less. <sighs> so, that's, like, politics. Um, there are, like, moves to try and do the whole impeachment thing, but I don't know what the whole tea with that is. Yeah. The government, y'all. Yeah, I don't have that tea either. It's on fire. But that's something you already knew. Speaking of fire. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a transition. Segways. Um I thought it was great. Speaking of fire, y'all. Um Le Notre Dame. Oh, um, I thought you were gonna uh, transition to something else, which is why I was like, too soon. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. It's fine. Um, it could have gone either way. Notre Dame, y'all. You probably saw it, um, especially if you're a random person who's ever been to, like, France ever or even, like, thought about going to France and then you posted about how your heart was broken on social media. Um, sorry. I feel, like, really some kind of way about this if you couldn't already tell. But, yeah, it's really – it is tragic. Um, Notre Dame is, like, a super well-known – I mean, it's historic. It's an iconic place in France and in Paris. Um, and there's, you know, a ton of, was a ton of important shit there. And some of that was damaged. A lot of things were damaged, but, um, luckily they were able to put out the fire and we'll be able to like, you know, salvage the cathedral and all that. Um, but certainly a terrible thing to happen to such a important place in France's culture and history. Um, but also like, I'm pretty sure no one was hurt. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, no. And for me, the ring takeaway was that like every motherfucker who has ever like, then to Paris, got up on their Facebook and was like, oh my God, this feels like my heart is being ripped out. Look, ripped out. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, can y'all, like, why do y'all, maybe I'm just insensitive, but as a motherfucking, like, previous French major and someone who studied abroad and did all that bullshit, like, my heart broke for the hunchback. Just, my main like, takeaway. Was he all right? Did he make it out? Hello? 
Quasi, oh, you good or not? <laughs> I'm gonna say my main takeaway from this whole thing, not to get all super political and black and shit, but oh, that's who I am. Um, <laughs> there are so many other tragedies that actually were tragedies, like or are tragedies, because Flint still doesn't have clean water. Um, but like, there are so many other ways that people could have like decided to donate their money, but because it's this French, like, it's a European country and a western religion and it's like you know it's this whole thing right we're like oh no not us and they like people were have literally i think they raised what 300 billion or something like that i'm like y'all think think france had the money y'all france has money they're fine not even just france the catholic church is worth like billions of dollars and it's gonna cost maybe like a few mil to fix so i was just like it just was like prime example of like what whose lives are valued and whose lives aren't because no lives were even lost. Like, I don't even understand. I was just, like, I was sitting there, I was like, wow, like, <laughs> y'all put together, like, that much money that quickly? I, like, I didn't know that was possible. But, yeah, you know, I'll just sit my black ass down, it's fine. No, no, you're right. Basically just between people centering themselves in, like, a historic tragedy and then... We're just being real cynical, y'all. Basically, like, we're sorry it happened, but, like, there are more pressing things happening, and, like, literally, they'll get it taken care of. There plus, it don't was so like, funny. we got this. Five years. It's probably gonna be better afterwards. Honestly. She needed to shape up anyways. Um, right? <laughs> um, so, anywho, that's some international drama for you. Um, there was another international tragedy. Um, there were a bunch of bombings in Sri Lanka, um, I do not know the whole scoop on this, so if anybody else has more context and information specifically, happy to hear it. Um, but that happened with, like, you know, within days of Notre Dame. Um, so that's kind of the other huge thing that's been in international news and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure. If, so as me and you, I think, are on the same page. Maya, I don't know if you've, like, gotten any more scoop on that. Um, as far as I know, it was a couple of different bombs that went off in a bunch of different places on Easter Sunday. So in places of worship and also in, like, popular hotels for tourists a like a radical islamic group has taken credit for it and what they're finding out now is that there was like pre-existing knowledge that this bombing was gonna happen and no one took it seriously um so they're like oh yeah they didn't say like oh yeah we heard about this like oops but more or less they were like oh we were warned that this was gonna happen and the threat wasn't taken seriously and it, over 500 people, I think, have lost their lives at this point. Um, I think, I believe it's, the last I heard was 360, but that could have gone up since this morning. Yeah, it could have been that over 500 were injured and, like, over 300 died. But it was a lot of people, basically. Would, and, like, a combination sense. of, like, um, Sri Lankans, tourists who were in the country, and the, like, one, and... This story obviously shouldn't take precedent, but I think one of the really, really, really tragic things that came out of this beyond all the people who've lost their lives is as someone who obsesses over clothes and loves shopping, the, I think, CEO of ASOS lost three of his four young children who were at one of the hotels on vacation. Oh, no. So it's just one of those things. And that story has gotten a lot of coverage because it's like a white guy who lost all his kids. But like keeping that in mind and understanding that sadness, but also thinking about all the Sri Lankan natives and the people who are from that country who also whose stories you'll never hear, who lost their children and their loved ones as well. It's just overall a really, really big tragedy. Yeah. So I feel like we need like an international tragedies corner. Like it's there's literally one every week or by week. (laughs) But yeah, it just, it's, also my understanding was that the government, like, the um, intelligence agency there didn't, for some reason, communicate it with the government, or at least that's what the government is claiming, so that way they're, like, feigning innocence, but really the intelligence agencies work for the government, so uh, it's, like, people are like, mm, this, I call bullshit, but um, the whole thing just generally sucks, and I'm, that, like, number of people dying in one span of time is, like, I don't think I can comprehend that. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And so that's RIP also to not to get even darker, but I think for the last like three or four years, mm-hmm. there have been attacks on Easter consistently at places of worship or 
some like there was the guy who live streamed shooting people on Facebook on Easter last year I think it was in Egypt or like two years ago there was a bombing at a Coptic church in Egypt and like Easter has been like this day of tragedy which like if you're Christian of any way shape or form Easter is like our biggest holiday of like praise and happiness so Mm -hmm. it's like so it's interesting I think it's also very intentional yeah well, so that is depressed everyone. I've got a little bit of, I think, positive stuff. Okay. So that's cool. A little bit of pop culture just to kind of close things out and round things out uh, in the haps. Um, so this I just am excited about and intrigued by, and I want to watch it when I get a chance. But I don't know if any of y'all have seen or heard about like the random like Donald Glover and Rihanna collab movie Guava Island that premiered at Coachella and now is streamable on Amazon Prime Video if you have that. Um, but I'm just interested because like, I'm like, ooh, we have, you know, we seldom hear random like snippets, well, about like Rihanna music. When's it come in? When's this, this and that? And she's like, here I am in a film. Um, and obviously anything, in my opinion, that Donald Glover like produces or has a hand in in the entertainment biz is usually pretty interesting. So Guava Island, I want to hear about it. If y'all have seen it, let me know. Uh, I don't know if either of you have, like, watched or been able to. Yeah, I watched it. No, I <laughs> streamed Homecoming too many times. <laughs> Twas okay. Mixed reviews. I, mm, it was not a great movie. It was just, like, fun to watch, but it was not good. Like, I'll probably watch it's it not anyway. getting any accolades, but I Same. enjoy seeing Rihanna on screen. Yeah. Um, another thing that I thought was pretty cool, um, so the Times, uh, the Time, like, 100 Most Influential People came out recently, um, Mm -hmm. and there's some super cool little, like, blurbs and stories, and so they have, you know, these influential people, and then, like, these small blurbs and profiles are written on them by, you know, another well-known person, and just some of the people that are, like, on the list, and I've read a couple of them, so you got, like, Sandra Oh on there, Chrissy Teigen, uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, who else is on here? Like Hassan Minaj. Uh, Michelle Obama has one that's written by Beyonce, which is like cute and like beautiful and like super sweet and short. If you get a chance to read that. Um, India Moore from Pose, which is coming to Netflix, y'all. Yes. Um, so if you haven't seen that, you will have your chance. It's super good. Um, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ariana Grande. Man, a whole lot of, there's like a lot of cool people up on here. Um, Amelia Clark. Um, the entirety of BTS, the K-pop group. Uh, so there's a bunch of cool small profiles on there um, if you get a chance to peruse that. Um, so I just thought that was exciting to kind of recap and think about, oh, who has been like doing the most this year? Um, so that's always interesting, I think. But that's like oh, that's all I got. Anybody else? Yeah. No, that's that's all I got too. That's some uh, good reading recommendations, Brandon. Thanks. <laughs> no pre-probs. Um, Yes. So scootin' the bootin' right along, tootin' rhymes. Um, y'all, I know we already mentioned this, but this is going to be our, like, kind of capstone. That's what people call, like, <laughs> projects and seminar classes um, of the season. Uh, and we wanted to do a bit of reflecting, because we've talked to some really awesome people um, over the course of the last several months, basically, at this point. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The whole... Kind of like first, I mean, chunk of this year and even back into what, like October-ish, September, whenever we, so it's been like a whole like half a year-ish pretty much um, that we've been bringing folks on to kind of share a little bit more about the cool stuff they've been doing that they're passionate about. And I think we've all probably taken away, I don't know, moments of inspiration and something we didn't know before. So we just kind of wanted to break down some of our own favorite moments and takeaways and whatnot. Um, so I guess we can just kind of like go around the, go around the room. Oz, did you want to get us rolling? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I think this is like, also because I low-key like stan Miss Toto anyway. Um, so just like being able to like have a conversation with Rock, because obviously I talked to Rock in undergrad, right? Um, but to talk to him since having become such like a successful drag queen and just to kind of like hear how that happened and like you know learn a bit more about the looks and stuff it was just like a super exciting interview for me also just to have something and not that drag is necessarily like niche niche 
but it's not necessarily like it's not something that you put on like your career quiz like you know like they when they make you take that thing in elementary school and it's like what can you what are you gonna be when you grow up like drag queen isn't on the list um so it was dope to see someone who's doing something like creative and like alternative I guess you could say in their own way um and to like get to talk to rock about that um so I really enjoyed just like learning about how he just kind of fell into drag um and basically like just being like there's a night at the bar where if you don't dress like a man you know or if you wear a wig like you can get in for free and he's like dope I'm with it um and then just kind of it grew from there um I thought that was cool and then also just looking at a human being as a business I think was really interesting for me um so yeah he writes off everything from like the eyelashes to like the fabric you know and I thought it was just really cool to talk to Rock about both egos, alternate egos. <laughs> yes. Maya, I just have a question for you specific to this subject because you recently saw Miss Toto perform um, live at the University of Maryland for a drag event that they held. So Rock came back to Maryland and Maya happened to be there. And then also you got to see Miss Toto perform when we were in Miami. So you've seen a couple performances now like, how does it move you? How do you feel? I was getting my entire life. I think, um, yeah, it was a nice little treat to see Miss Toto at work, LOL. Um, and then, because the gods love me, <laughs> there was like a, this is actually kind of funny, because whatever. They were doing like a surprise meet and greet if you had like a bracelet taped to the bottom of your seat, which naturally I did. And I'm like, LOL, let me go meet this person I already know. So then I like got in line behind all of these like little undergrads. And I was like, oh my god, Miss Toto, I'm a big fan. And she was like, what are you doing here? Do you work here? And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm not just stalking you, even though I am. Um, so it was really great. Um, it was a great show. Miss Toto's fantastic. I just want her to teach me how to do my makeup and how to dress and be healthier and just be an overall better version of myself. So thank you, Miss Toto, for inspiring us all. I know I've always been inspired just by like the the way that Toto slash rock is able to own such extremes of, you know, gender and what could be considered even like performance aspects of both masculinity and femininity. Yeah. Um, being a bodybuilder and drag queen and like morphing those together in like these huge physical stunts while performing um and also like the aspects of self-care and beauty and all and regimen that go into bodybuilding and seeing how like how how he was able to explain how a lot of those things like overlap and really aren't all that different like at the foundation of what it is that you're expressing so just things that you don't think of being paired together um and Toto was like always on the up and up since we last, well, since we spoke to um, Rock on the show, they've been like featured by Huff Post um, in this like small video and article um, performing in Chicago now that they live out here as well. Like it's dope. Um, so that was certainly a highlight, I think, as well. Yeah. I think um, my favorite quote is obviously the one that we use for the episode title. But just the level of confidence for, like, for someone to be like, I'm not a drag queen. I'm an, like, I'm an experienced artist. Like, I, like, coming to see me perform is not just, like, you're not just watching. It's a full experience, you know? I, as a performer, love that idea. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Brandon, uh, what about you? I can what's go your, next. Yeah, what's your fave moment? So it was funny actually going back through a bunch of these episodes and just kind of listening through some of the snippets, um, especially some of the ones that, I, you know, that were, I feel like towards the beginning of our interview series. Um, and then going back through, I realized there was kind of a theme where we talked to a lot of people who in some way or another are passionate about education. Um, honestly, several of our guests, you know, indirectly or directly work in fields of education. Um, and in particular, talking with our friend, uh, and the lovely scholar Davian um, was really inspiring for me to hear and just gave me a lot of hope. Um, and it, that's nice to feel these days. Uh, in particular, I kind of, I listened back through the whole thing earlier this week and 
I think the thing that really stuck with me in particular was how in Davian's classrooms and in the schools and in the programs that um, he's trying to build and um, hopefully, you know, expand beyond even the school that he works in directly in DC, but addressing the, the needs of students like, and looking to go to the root cause of maybe if there's like, you know, somebody's acting out in class or some sort of like issue that they might be experiencing with learning and saying like, you know, rather than say, oh no, this is wrong or you can't do that. And like a lot of times the go-to is, or what you think of as the go-to is like some sort of punishment or thing like that. Um, but rather saying like, okay, well, if the reason that this person, that this like student, this child is struggling um, or acting out or whatever is because maybe they don't understand what's going on in the material that we're doing and that's like frustrating or stressful for them. Um, what can we do to address that through additional help and support, um, you know, in this after school program or in a way that we can like help break them into smaller groups or those sorts of things. Um, or if, you know, students have these, you know, social issues with one another. Um, and then one part of what David was saying around like this perception that, oh, if this person like, you know, says something to me or does something to me, like I have to be like tough. I have to be big. And he was talking a little bit about like even toxic masculinity and trying to like undo some of that and um, help these young students and particularly like young men and young men of color to like find good productive ways of solving problems together and, you know, building friendship and supportive relationships um, through some of the after school programming and even just some of like the, Hey, let's just go like laser tag or do this activity um, through the nonprofit that he started hopeful horizons. Like that's really cool and important. And I am really optimistic that um, programs like the one that Davian started will continue to expand and have a huge impact on these students from a really at a really important time in their life um, when they're so young and hopefully, you know, carry that change all the way, like into their adolescence, teen, young adulthood and beyond. And, you know, maybe even encourage and drive some of them to do things like Davian's doing now. Um, and that was just, that was, I think the most inspirational and a, a lot of the people we've been talking to are really inspirational, but that one in particular just really like sticks with me. Um, so shout out to Davian. And if just like another throwback to his organization, y'all, if you're out there and listening, hopeful horizons with like an S as in like sons, S O N S not Zuns with a Z. Um, but that is his nonprofit, but I just love that and hearing about that. It was cool for me too, because I spend obviously a lot of my time in grad school reading about all these like practices and like, I've read like five, not 5,000, but a, a number of ethnographies about like um, restorative justice and like mentorship models, especially for um, black students and black men um, specifically, just because even in black education, there's still, you know, a gender bias, but that's a separate conversation. Um, the To actually see someone like putting it into practice and it being successful, I don't know, it, it's really cool. It's so It's so much bigger, I think, than just like, you know, like kind of the work that we read a lot about and talk a lot about and, you know, all that other stuff um, in school, because obviously I know Davian's probably had a lot of a similar experience to what I'm having now um, getting his graduate degree. Um, but it's it's like super impressive to see someone be like, all right, now I'm going to take this. I'm going to actually do something with it. I think also if you look at it in the um, the recent news about how like well LeBron's school is doing and how he just like did this one thing where he just was like, yeah, these kids aren't performing well because they haven't been put in the circumstances to be at their very best. And now these students who have been in this school for less than a year have the highest test scores of their grade within like almost the entire state of Ohio. Just seeing like what putting a little bit of effort into the lives of black and brown kids when it comes to their education can make such a huge difference. And just being like, this is what you need as like someone yeah. who is fitting into these demographics. Like, let me give it to you. No, I totally agree. And it was inspirational for me because I get burnt out a decent amount in grad school. It's a pretty fun time. Um, but that conversation, I think, definitely was one of those like little, you know, pushes to keep going. Also, yeah. got to hear Davian speak. 
at our Terps 30 Under 30 event. He was one of the keynotes, basically talking about all the amazing things that he's doing. So just really checking back in with our guests, IRL. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Maya's the follow-up queen. She's like, I will find you at an event uh, and be there. Maya, what about you? What was your, I guess, what was like a standout? For me, it's going to go even further back to our second episode of the season where we uh, got to talk with Lanique, who, if y'all yes. go on this journey, was our musical queen that I'm still looking forward to working for. Um, I think what I really liked about, well, fun, first off, that episode is really fun for me to edit because I got to go back and like find all her musical performances and like being able to just like loop those in and like just then end up re-listening to like every song Lenique's ever done in her entire life was an enjoyable experience but I think um her story about how music has been such like a strong foundation in her life and such like a bedrock for her and how she used it to like deal with unspeakable tragedy and how she's found her like her joy and moving forward and like being so grounded in this world of music and using it to be the thing that's like the pillar that's going to continue lifting her up and then also getting to see her career continue to flourish has been really fun so I think that was just enjoyable getting to sit with Lanique and like see how her face would like light up when she talks about her old performances in college and seeing how um, when she talks about her mom, like how important, how meaningful that is to her. And just, I guess, being in the room with her during that time was really, really great, selfishly. And I'm just so excited for her to be like the world's most greatest singer and to be like, I know that girl, she my friend. Um, again, selfishly. But I think Lanique is just one of those people who brightens any room she steps into like I get joy from watching her Instagram stories and she's not even there in real life so I can only imagine like who the people in the room how the people in the room with her are feeling in that moment but that one was really great for me as like someone who loves music and also someone who's like loves watching black women just inspire and aspire and thrive I I feel that 100% I think it's it's funny as someone who has literally like shared the stage with Lanique and it's like mind blowing because you're like, how do you do that? It it's truly a, and I think we might've said this on the show, um, but, but for Lanique, it's like, it is a second language, like singing music. It just oozes out of her um, so naturally. And that doesn't, that's not to say she doesn't work hard because she certainly does, but there is a, there's just something natural and innate about that, that you, that not everyone's going to have. Um, and it's really moving to be able to be present for that. Um, and there are just certain things that you can go back to time and time again. And I'm always impacted like more intensely than I expect to be. Um, when I, oh, hear I constantly her, find myself um, tearing her. up when I, whenever, uh, faux stuff comes up on my shuffle on Spotify in my car, I'm like, tears are like welling in my eyes and even just thinking about like how that whole episode was titled I think it was like music is my ministry and like her strong devotion to her faith and how much she believes in like this gift was given to me and who am I to like take that for granted and not share it with the world and not use it to its best ability and like to speak to people and to God through my music I'm like woo girl your faith is inspiring the other thing that I really like is that it would like obviously whenever I hear Lenique sing a lot of it is covers um but it's she's always like reimagining her like the music that I like a lot of music that I already enjoy so it's like getting to hear something all over again and then with her like angelic voice um so yeah no I that was like one of my faves too um it was so it was it feels like forever ago yeah that was like months ago now that I'm thinking about it um uh, <laughs> but yes I think it I to go on that life I think it's like tricky because there's so many like covers and so many things out there and it can be really hard when you're not putting out like, you know, quote unquote original music um, for it to really be super impactful and awesome. But the fact that she's able to put her own herself and her own like unique twist and like, like it's always authentically unique, um, whatever she is performing, whether that's an, an original piece or yes. Like some things I hear and like, I can't go back to the original cause I'm like, Oh no, Neek did that. <laughs> uh, but other cool things so I think that what that means basically is that we need to get Maya to a nomadic show at some point so that she can follow up with this 
third moment that we're kind of getting to because that's the only one uh, so far that I guess Maya hasn't followed up yeah. on yet. So look that out. Know of. Maybe uh, I'm she's going to one tonight. <laughs> um, but just to plug them one more time, y'all. Um, so throwing it back to Lanique and her interview, she mentioned that her current project that she's um, a large part of is um, a vocal band collective of singers um, that are called Nomadic. And they're actually teasing while we were recording this, like a new song that they're dropping tomorrow. So by the time y'all hear this, it'll be out. So uh, go ahead and search for uh, Nomadic, N-O-M-A-D-I-C. And you can find Lanique and some of her other amazing uh, friends making good music. To all of our guests who may or may not be listening, but hopefully you do listen now. (laughs) You know, like, thanks for an awesome season. It was really cool to like, I don't know, hear the like different pathways that people took to the different things that they're into. Um, some people were like super intentional about the things that they're doing. And some people were just like, this just kind of happened. And, you know, now I'm running with it. Um, but it's so cool to see so many people putting in intentional, like such intentional work into like the things that they're passionate about. Um, so I overall just like had fun talking to everyone uh, when I wasn't asleep. So lol (laughs) on brand yeah i would agree like that was a great time everybody thanks i'll I'll just reiterate that thanks to all y'all and i don't this is not the end of guests forever uh but by the time we're back y'all we'll have some like you know some new takes for you and some things so we'll be bringing other dope people on in the future as well but uh more on that in the future we don't want to be too you know spoilers um my any like final thoughts yeah i think it was nice to see the vision come to life because this whole season was like an idea a year ago and just to see being like oh wow like we actually did it and we we know some pretty cool people and then it was cool again selfishly for us to be like we had this idea and we did it and it didn't catch on fire like america did so pats on the back (laughs) to us for doing a thing again congrats to us for doing better than america Uh, the bar is low. Yay. But that's good depending on what you're doing. Limbo. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right, y'all. So uh, we'll be back in a sec with uh, some of our favorite little segments for you to wrap things up. So <laughs> we are back with some of our, you know, usual ending segments we have some pretty strong i feel like uh contenders this week for ass and bop um but i believe maya you're on ass duty correct yeah but now i feel like i was supposed to pick someone who i didn't because you said there are strong contenders um so this might not be who you're thinking of it probably isn't um i didn't realize this was a sponsored (laughs) episode by whoever's in your mind but my my ass of the week just burns as brightly in my heart as he does matching the color of his hair and his beard. He is a big boy. <laughs> and I already know he is. is just a man in love and a man on a mission. And I respect and appreciate that. Um, my ass of the week is... None other than Sir Tormund Giant Spain, a.k.a. the biggest and hottest guy on Game of Thrones, whose real name is, and let me apologize to all of our Norwegian fans because I'm going to butcher this, Christopher with a K, Hivju. I think it's Hivju, maybe it's not. H-I-V-J-U. Hivju. Hivju. That sounds Sounds right. right to me. Um... Sounds high. I love Torment so much. Like, he is just so great. And there's no one else I'd rather watch dribble giant milk down their beard than him. Um, he is also <laughs> a sexual harasser. And I'm just going to let that part. Not in real life, just in the show. Sorry, Brienne, feminism. But, like, he just loves Brienne of Tarth so much and just wants to have giant babies with her. And she just loves little Jamie. And it's stupid. And... 
I just want him to be with her so he can be happy. And I know he's going to die this season and I'm so sad. So I'm just going to enjoy him while I can. He's also really hot. With and without the beard, but mainly with. Is he like tall in uh, real life? He's six feet. So he's like average. I don't know. Tall Is that considered tall? I'm like a snobby that's when it tall comes to me. height. I'd say that's tall. Like tall yeah. adjacent. Yeah, he's a cutie patootie. Tall adjacent. The way he like ran up on John Honestly, and just hugged I'm, him, I'm I was 100% like, oh, back this. bromance. Wow, Aja and Maya, you agree. Did you hear that, Maya? Aja 100% agrees, so. <laughs> Mercury must be the He's opposite of retrograding. It's just grading. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm for this. Um, yeah, he's like, uh, he's a he's, is he a ginger in real life too? Is that authentic? It looks authentic I in all these so. images, and he's one of those that people when it comes to being photographed. Like sometimes he looks really really bad in photographs, and sometimes he looks real real good. So. He that makes him attainable. A man. Is he married? Is he single? He is. He has a wife. Um, also a ginger, so he must have a type. But I could murder her. Wow. Their recessive genes are strong. Um, well, that's lit. Um, yeah, fingers crossed yeah. that he makes it to the time that y'all hear this, because otherwise this is going to be like an in memoriam. Yeah. yeah. We'll add a note at the end if he dies. Oh, yeah. R.I.P., bro. <laughs> um, anywho. So, that takes us to the bop. Um, yeah. And as, as like... Decided on a collective. Yeah, as tell him. Tell him. Yeah, we... Yeah, was, we just, you know, kind of unanimously agree that this is... The boppest of bops of all the bops in the land of bops. Uh, um, so, Brandon, I mean, it was your recommendation, and it was—I mean, it was an obvious recommendation, but it was—it's still yours. Yeah. So, so y'all for the big reveal. Y'all already know we talked a little bit about Beyonce's dominance this week, um, and that was dominating only through things that everybody had already heard, basically or seen, and she still dominated. Um, but yep. there was a. Bonus track, bonus two actually. Um, but if you listen to the um, Beyonce Homecoming Live album, there and you get all the way to the end, which you obviously will, um, there are some treats on there, and one of them is. Let me not fuck this up because. Yes. Go. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I needed. Um, it is just like a jam. Um, it's going to be perfect for all occasions. Like I would wake up to that song. I would, you know, if it came on in the club, I would be down for it. Um, I could put it on while I'm cleaning. Um, I want to hear it at the barbecue. Um, I want to Ooh, hear the barbecue. it at How a you wedding. Know Brandon's white. Instead of saying the cookout, he says the barbecue. Cookout. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like represent my culture sometimes. <laughs> the BBQ, the cookout. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Repping for the the white gals, um, barbecue, cookout, it's okay. whatever your fancy is. Um, and I'm not even like a Southern white, so I don't know what I know about barbecues. But anywho, yeah, you can hear it everywhere and it'll be like, fine. Play it at my funeral. Honestly, fitting. Before I let you go, everyone can like two-step and cry. I feel like that's the best part <laughs> that's of how it. I feel. Well, Honestly, first of all, that was morbid. LOL. Two-step and cry. Um, You're welcome. I think I just fully appreciated that, and I don't know how no one's thought to do this before, is to like, yeah, you got your, before I let go, Frank, Maze and Frankie Beverly, but then to just casually loop in Cameo at the end, like, Candy by Cameo is my favorite song. I love starting electric slides. It's like, the one thing I'm really good at doing at public places <laughs> is starting electric slides because I commit and I'm like, you're either going to do it with me or I'm going to do it alone. And this is just the perfect electric slide song. I was electric sliding in the shower and almost fell and I was like, oof, would have been worth it for Beyonce. But I'm just excited to hear someone. And people, DJs have already started trying, blending the original into the Beyonce mix. I have to be here. It be done perfectly before I will fully stamp on it. But I give it my stamp of approval, but I'm looking forward to that. This we're summer. going to weddings this year, y'all, and I 
I'm ready. We're going to a couple weddings. Maybe we need to put in some requests. Yeah, yeah. be like, make sure this is here. Yeah. Uh, well, here y'all, if you haven't heard it, here's a little bit of Before I Let You Go. guys had to sit down from dancing because the spirit compelled me um ooh, big girl stretch okay so yay wow it's over bye <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um it really is over though thank you again for tuning in all season we like truly appreciate it and are very much looking forward to this well-deserved break so we can think of better things to bring you and cooler humans and all that jazz. Um, In the meantime and in between time, go back, listen to old episodes, subscribe, rate, leave us mean comments, leave us nice comments, email us. No one has emailed us and it's been a year and that's just fucking rude. Um, It's dietstartsmondaypodcast at gmail.com. Like, even if you email us death threats, like send us something, it's fine. Um, yeah, let us know. But until then, yeah, let us know how you feel. We know we're irky. We're irky as hell. Tell us about it. It's fine. My parents tell me every day. Yeah, and then be um, able to look out for like tea eventually. We'll probably. Uh, ooh, tea. I don't know. This isn't the last. I love tea. Ginseng. Oh. Oh chamomile bedtime sleepy time all right let's stop i'm going off the deep end so until then i'm brandon i'm maya and i'm Aj. yes Ooh, or are we and our diet starts monday we haven't said that in so long oh, wow bye bye see ya Wee-wee-wee. This week's episode of Diet Starts Monday was produced and edited by Maya Dawi with production support from the entire DSM squad. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Shad. You can find episodes of the show on all your favorite podcast streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. Ash, what's your favorite?